0: Welcome back, bookish people. It is your host, Liz, and welcome to another episode of the E-Reads Podcast, the show where I discuss authorship, books, writing, creativity, and everything in between. I cannot wait for y'all to learn all about publishing with this week's guest, Anne Brooks. But before that, let me tell you a little bit about her. So Anne started her career in psychology in 2004. After working for a nonprofit company for four years, Anne shifted careers following the birth of her first son in 2014. After taking time to devote her time to her family and teaching career, Anne turned back to writing in 2017, completing her first novel in 2018. Following the completion of her first novel, Anne worked for over a year to get the book professionally published. In late 2019, Anne received an offer from an indie publisher to publish A Lost Woman, which was released in February 2020. Recently, Anne has launched a new career in publishing, taking a position at a local publishing company, Indigo River Publishing, in early 2022. Currently, she is the acquisitions director. Through this position, Anne has had the opportunity to meet numerous authors and help them reach their dreams of publishing their stories. Anne is in the process of publishing her third novel, The Girl in the Water, with Indigo River Publishing. Now that you know a little bit about Anne, let's have a quick ad and then jump right into the episode. Hey puzzle people, I am here to tell you about Wango Puzzles. They are 100% wooden puzzles, they'll last forever. Each piece is hand drawn so no two pieces are the same and you'll discover some fun whimsy pieces as you work through it. They come in a custom wooden box that is perfect for storage and gifting. Some of the designs include animals, some that look like abstract art, buildings, nature. They have whatever you are into, so definitely check them out. With stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo Puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick your puzzle today and be sure to use the promo code EREADSPOD10 to get 10% off your order. This is the most fun you've had with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O Puzzles dot com and use the code e 10 that's E-R-E-A-D-S-P-O-D-10 to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. And how are you? Good, how are you today? I'm good on this wonderful windy Sunday. <laughs> and so, like, I'm really excited to have you um, because you are both on the author side and the publishing side. So, I'm really curious about your experience and any tips that you can help us out with. But, To first welcome you, I like to ask you what's called my bookish question, which is a book-related question. And since you are on both sides, I thought it would only be fair to ask, what is your favorite part of the book process? The writing, the marketing, the publishing, anything in between, reading it when it's all done. (laughs) What is your favorite part?
1: So I've always said putting a book together is like a relationship. I really enjoy the initial concept of the idea, writing it down on paper. You're just excited to see where it goes, develop the character. So I would say the writing is definitely my favorite part. Editing, absolutely hate it. Can't stand it. Um, I like to edit, but I don't like to be edited. Like it just, it's such a long, strenuous process. And that's kind of that part of the relationship where you're like, are we really doing this? like are we just yes. stick this yes. out. <laughs> and then when you get it to fruition and you publish it and then everybody's talking about your book and they're giving you good reviews and telling you the reasons they like it. You're you fall in love with it again and then now that's like part of the relationship where like we're getting married and now we love each other and we're we're in this forever now.
0: <laughs> that's like such a good analogy and I'm always comforted because like I am in the weeds of editing and I just feel like we are still here. <laughs> And like to hear everyone just kind of have that same consensus. It's nice to not feel alone.
1: (laughs) Yes. Editing. And it's so important too. like, so on the publishing side, editing is one of the things that I tell writers all the time. I'm like, do not skip it. So editing is one of the biggest things I tell writers to not skip on at all, because it really will make your book so much. It makes you a better writer. Every time I think you go through editing and then it also makes your book so much better and you can tell when a book has been edited and when it has not been edited nice. and also editors provide such a professional opinion to that genre. So like if I'm writing, a, I, one of my novels is women, women's fiction novel, and to have an editor that is working in that area and working with a lot of authors who's writing women women's fiction then they bring that knowledge to the table and they say hey this is what we really see working in this genre so lay your book out this way or you need to make sure you have this point in your novel very strong because this is what's selling in that genre the most Mm -hmm. so editors can provide so much more than just like spelling check
0: (laughs) right i I think a lot of people think that's what it is, but there's so much depth that you can get mm-hmm. from the editing process. And like, you, you're you right, like you get so much better because they'll catch a mistake that you don't realize you're making over the time and you won't do that the next time. <laughs>
1: So I'm a word repeater and I can chunk out sections of my book based on when I wrote them. I'll be like, oh, I was really into the word actually when I wrote these couple of chapters because it's over and over and over again. And so that's sometimes I noticed that, too. So it's really good to have an editor point that out to you like you're repeating this word way too
0: much. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But tell us, Anne, a little bit about how did this start for you? Because you come from the field of psychology. So how did you transition over to to writing and publishing?
1: So right out of college, I got into social work and case management for children that were suffering in pretty abusive situations. And that was gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, tears at you. And so it made me realize, though, that psychology was not where I wanted to be. (laughs) So when I transitioned out of that job, I transitioned into just teaching because I still wanted to work with children. And through that, though, came my first novel, Lost Woman. And that novel is about the cycle of violence and how violence begets violence. And how do you finally break out of that? How do you, Mm. when you've been a victim and you've been abused, how do you not become an abuser because it is so incredibly common, right? And so, how do you break out of that cycle? So the story is about a mother and a daughter, and the mother was really abusive, and then the daughter has to return home in her adult years and her shattered life because her life's fallen apart. Of course, it always starts off with the dramatics, right? And then um, she has to take care of her mother who's dying and has Alzheimer's, and so they kind of go through this journey of self-discovery of where all that violence came from, and then she really kind of has to break free of that, right? And so that was a, a really cathartic, right? Because I had, I had witnessed and I had been a part of so much of that when I was doing social work. So a lot of that comes out in my book. Mm-hmm. And I also, um, spoiler alert, the mom dies. I mean, you know, going into the book, like that's, what's going to happen at the end, like she's old. But, um, uh, when I wrote those chapters, my grandfather had actually just passed away. Oh. And so it kind of like, you know, it, it, some people are like gosh your emotions are so deep in the book and i'm like well I'm doing you, it right then right <laughs> I was actually kind of going through it myself right then but so um, but yeah and so that's how that a lost woman was created and that really kind of sparked that writing and i always say i really wish i had gotten the the spark earlier like when i was in college and i could have taken some courses or i could have really before i had children and you know your life just becomes consumed with that I wish I would have had the time because it takes so much time and energy to write. And it's a very, yeah, it is a very lonely career too. I don't think people realize that as well, like, which is so great about writing communities. And then also when you do start working with editors and a publisher, it just, you finally have like a tribe and you're like, yes, this is, you know, I've got people that got my back. I've got Mm -hmm. people that are telling me what I'm doing right. And they're also telling me what I'm doing wrong. So that's good to know. And so- But then when I got on with this publishing company, it was really kismet. I mean, I just, they're local here in Pensacola, Florida. I was researching publishers. They were hiring. And I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to just learn more about the publishing world. And so that's when I, I applied and they hired me at Indigo. And it was just, it's been such a great relationship and I've learned so much from them and they've they hired me at their 10 year anniversary and they have just been like exploding since then. Nice. So it's like, I moved really quickly. Like it's like head, jump in head first and just like try to stay above water and like move as quickly as you can, which it's funny because publishing is so slow, you know, to like, I was just talking to a girlfriend yesterday and she wants to publish a book. And I was like, so, you know, there's all these different paths you can take. We're a hybrid publisher. And so it's a little bit quicker. I mean, like at, the bare minimum, you're looking at at least a year before your book comes out. And she's like, what? That's so long. And I was like, I well, mean, I'd, it took me I'd three years. Like
0: two and Yeah, two and more yeah. years. So I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> when I was a traditional publisher, it was like two, three years. So it was like from the point of like starting my queries, yeah. getting on with the traditional publisher, and then finally getting that book out. I mean, it takes, it's so slow and it's such an arduous process. You know, you're just like, oh, Gosh. So hybrid gets lets you do it a little bit quicker. Um, but can you it's share still, a little
0: bit about what uh, is considered hybrid and what that looks like?
1: Yeah, so it's it's an it's an interesting term because it's gone through such an evolution. You know, hybrid used to mean that you were a traditional publisher, but you also helped authors self publish. And then there's there was the emergence of vanity presses where you could pay and. You paid, and you they did all the stuff for you, and they would put any book out. Mm-hmm. So hybrid has kind of found this space in the middle between traditional and self publishing. Okay. So they take all the professionalism of traditional publishing. So they have professional editors, book cover designers, di- professional distribution, which is something you really need and don't get when you self publish, and then also right. that marketing piece of the book too. Which that, by the way, is my least favorite part. <laughs> you think editing bad marketing yourself is like a whole nother world <laughs> So that's really always evolving and changing and very very hard to keep up with in my opinion but so that's why I like having a publisher again behind me helping me market those books because I, I have no idea what to do but so but then with that so they take all that stuff and act and work like a traditional publisher but they take from self-publishing that ability for the author to keep the control so it's kind oh, of that's like nice yeah So you keep, as an author, you keep your creative control and your copyrights, your IP rights, which then allows you to go and monetize that book in any way you want. So we get a ton of nonfiction authors because they're writing books that support their business. And we have one author who says it's the best business card he ever made, you know, (laughs) because the book really supports what he's doing and has gained him so many clients because of the book. And with that, he really, you really want the book to be what you want. You don't want to go with the agenda of a traditional publisher. Right. And so, and a lot of authors, like with my first book, A Lost Woman, I was really disappointed with the publisher, how they edited the book, how they did not do a really good cover. They honestly just gave me a color. It was like gray. I was like, no, that's kind of, that's not really a cover, but there was no blurb on the back. And so it just, my book just never really stood out. So I was really disappointed with that and they wouldn't change it they had like this oh. this new thing they were trying to do trying to create like a new niche and different books you know f- trying to stand out but in all honesty it just made the books kind of fade into the background to where nobody noticed them so it didn't work out you know it was a good idea but it just didn't work out so but i couldn't change it like they were in control of it so you know that that a lot of authors come to us for that reason too they want to keep control over their book and so You get the and you get the higher royalties of like if you self-publish. So typically a a hybrid publisher will give you anywhere between 50 to 70% royalties on the back end. And then, but also you have to pay for it. So hybrid means that you're investing in the book. So hybrid companies charge the authors for the editing and the book cover design. And a lot of them have packages. Like we have two different models that authors can pick from at Indigo River. And then there's some other people that have like one package or a couple different packages and stuff like that and what makes it different from vanity press is, is vanity press is basically you're you're paying it's like a one-stop shop at a vanity press you get all the services basically bundled together which is nice especially if you're interested in something like self-publishing because having to go to an editor and then a book designer and then having to figure out the marketing like it, it one-stop shop is really nice right but with a vanity press, they don't market your book and they don't really distribute your book. You're just basically paying for the services and then they give you your book and you go about your way versus gotcha. hybrid. We give you distribution and marketing and we stay with you the whole, the whole time. So it's the, that's the new space of hybrid right now.
0: <laughs> that's interesting because, you know, um, in, in self-publishing, well, when you talk, when people talk about publishing, there's always like, you know, one, it's hard to get into, and two, then they're going to like, uh, like you lose your creative control. So it's nice to hear that there's this hybrid option, because if you're really interested in the distribution, it sounds like you can really lean on uh, a publishing house that can can really help with that. Um, or like if you're, there's parts you're not really strong in, like if it's marketing or editing, there seems to be an option so you don't have like you mentioned like you're not alone because it's a lot to man- maneuver all by yourself.
1: Yes, and it's a lot to learn. Like right? the marketing piece is a lot to learn and like we said it's ever changing, so to have somebody really guiding you through that is really helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. So question, how how does one go about finding or I'll, I'll start with this first. How should one decide between traditional hybrid self-publishing with all these options how should one decide which path that's best for them so i think
1: it's really your vision and goal for the book so if your goal is to write a and i think fiction a lot of the times go is more of that traditional space with fiction because you're like i've written the book and i want them to take it and I want them to make it amazing. Of course, there's this common misconception that if you go with traditional publisher, you're going to be a bestseller, right? You're going to have a publicist. You're going to go on book tours and like get all this great stuff. That's really only that kind of 1% that is earning that publisher money in the traditional space that they're really giving the support to that author. All the other thousands of authors that they're putting out really only get kind of the bare basic support. And that's another reason people come to hybrid too, is because they felt unsupported by their traditional publisher. But I would say traditional publishing is really the path for authors who want to just write and then let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I just want to write and then I want you to take my book, sell it to a publisher and then I'm, re- I'm ready to move on to the next one. Right. Cause that is, you are, you really kind of lose all your control when you go with traditional publishing And traditional publishing also takes time. Like, you know, you got a query, you got to find an agent, (laughs) that agent has to find a publisher, but it really is, it's a great supportive environment when you get on with it, when you get on with a literary agent and go with traditional publishing, it's just a matter of making sure you pick the right traditional publisher. So really just take the time to vet your publishers because um, that's something that I didn't know to do, so I didn't. And that's why I mean, my publisher, they shut down. They don't even exist anymore. So I guess I don't have to like worry about talking bad about them. But, (laughs) but hybrid. So, hybrid and self publishing is really like if you go those paths, that is, I want to keep control over my book. Uh, But you got to be a hustler. Like to go hybrid or self publishing, you got to be a hustler and you got to be willing to like dig in and really just keep up with the marketing, keep up with um, what's coming out really and I think self-publishing especially if you're in that fantasy realm too is a really good opportunity for authors and but you've got to put out a lot of books so self-publishing yeah. with you know fantasy I think is a lot about series on Amazon and stuff like that so the more you have the more people the more opportunities people have to buy your book so it really is um I I feel like I didn't answer that question too well but
0: <laughs> you did because you know it it kind of is a matter of, of support and and kind of where you see your strengths at, right? So like, again, that traditional publishing, if you're just like, I just want to write this thing, <laughs> you write it, you know, and you allow the people that are experts, you know, that's their area of genius to take that control. If you're just like me, a little bit of a control freak, <laughs> there's self-publishing or there's there's hybrid. And so um, that's comforting to know because I'm like, oh, You know, again, there's all sometimes not this talk of um, like a space in between. It's like Mm -hmm. either you're self-publishing or you're traditional. And it's like, well, what about like if I just need a little support, but I want some control. And so it's nice to hear about that.
1: Yeah, it really is an amazing opportunity, I think, for authors and especially like, like I said, again, nonfiction authors, you know, that book is supporting your business. And so there's this symbiotic relationship where they work really well together.
0: Absolutely. And um, uh, can you tell us, so would hybrid fall under like indie publishing or would that be slightly different?
1: So I think at the end of the day, you when you go out and you say, I was published by Indigo River Publishing, they're my indie publisher. So you would be considered in that indie realm because we're not one of the big five publishers. But you also like we're attached to Simon & Schuster. So our distribution goes through Simon & Schuster. So we uh, we do have an attachment to that traditional space and we utilize that when we're distributing our books. And so that's really good too. So when you're looking at hybrid publishers, like uh, there's a couple other ones that do have connections with other larger publishing companies that are really helpful for the distribution of their books.
0: Okay. Follow-up question. Can you tell us what does distribution look like? So if someone's like, okay, I really just want help with the distribution. Uh, kind of what does that look like? What happens there?
1: So there's these online platforms. So there's like um, Ingram Press, which is somebody that we work with. And they put the book on this platform and it at, at, over 35,000 outlets have access to this. So when book buyers are going to try to find books to put into their stores, they're going onto these um, websites. If you're going with a traditional larger publisher like, Simon & Schuster, you're on Edelweiss. And so then that just gives you so much more ability and broadens your distribution. So now all these book buyers from like Barnes & Noble's, Target, the tiny little bookstore down the street, they all have access to these platforms and they can go on there and find your book. And then they purchase the book from these platforms and that's how it's distributed. And it's on all the online platforms as well too. And it just makes it where, so like if you just self-publish through Kindle Direct, you're only on Amazon. That's it. You don't know. And the bookstores won't even buy your book and put it in there. So like when I went to sell my self-published book to my local bookstore, they were like, well, if you go through Amazon, we can't purchase your book because they're a competing bookstore. And you sign like an exclusivity with Amazon when you do Kindle Direct Publishing. So there's also Ingram Sparks, which is another platform you can self-publish on that allows you kind of that broader distribution range as well. So it's just a matter of, how does your book get into the stores? How does your book get into the hands of people? And that's distribution. And when you go with a traditional publisher or hybrid publisher, there's just a lot more opportunity for your books to get
0: out there. Interesting, okay. Thank you for watching, uh, walking us through that. And so I think people are familiar with like uh, query letters and getting an agent to go into traditional. How about with going to hybrid? Do you need that same level of like query letters? Like what does that process look like when going um, hybrid?
1: So with hybrid, when you're going direct to publisher, so even if, whether you're going direct to a hybrid publisher or whether you're going direct to an indie publisher, cause some indie publishers will allow you to just come directly to them. They'll open their, their doors all the time or just maybe sometimes throughout the year. You do need a query letter still, it's extremely helpful. A lot of publishers, they call it a cover letter though, so it's kind of like you have to give information about, so you do a little mini author bio, you definitely do the um, synopsis of your book, like just the brief kind of thing you put in the query, like this is what my story's about, this is why you're gonna wanna read it. And then also a lot of people put their marketability, You know, sometimes, like especially if you have a platform, always mention that always say, Hey, look, I'm talking about, you know, my book's all about how to be an influencer. I'm an influencer, you know, check on my website, check on my stuff. And so all that stuff, especially if you're writing nonfiction and you're, you're trying to put that book out there about your, what you're doing out there or your brand definitely mention, Hey, this is my brand. This is why it's good. Um, if you're a fiction author, like I remember, uh, this is my debut novel. Like I have no experience. I have no background. And that's okay. You can kind of give a short little bio about yourself. And with hybrid, hybrid, you really just submit online. And so you submit your cover letter and your full manuscript, and then it's reviewed and they get back in touch with you. Kind of like again, like a traditional publisher or an agent. We I review, so I'm in acquisitions. And so I review the query letters and all the manuscripts that come through Indigo River. And as I'm reading that, I'm making that decision of, yes, we want to work with this. Yes, I love this book. This is a great book. I think it's going to be great for it's on mission with us, you know, and then we set up a call and I have a call with the author because then I have to vet the author, too, you know, <laughs> like because when you're working with a publishing company and you're working with an author, it becomes a very close relationship. And mm-hmm. so you really have to be willing to like dig in with not only the book,
0: but the person. Right. Oh my goodness. And you've given me like so many things to think about. <laughs> please yeah. share. Please share how folks can. Well, before I you give all your information about how we can connect with you, you're doing all this while also writing your third novel.
1: Yes. So I've actually had that's written. So A Girl in the okay. Water is written, and it's currently I, uh, it's currently in the editing process with Indigo River. And then I've got my, so I've got two hands going, which is, you know, they say you're not supposed to do this, you know, pick a genre, stay with it, don't get out of your lane. I'm all over the place. So,
0: <laughs> girl, same.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, oh, sorry, blew that one out the water. But so I've got my AY fantasy novel, The Blood Inside Me, which actually transpired because when I told my students that I had written a book, A Lost Woman, and it was getting published they were like, oh, we can't wait to read it. And I was like, you cannot read this book. It is an adult novel, very, very adult novel. Like, no, <laughs> and they're in third grade, right? So I they were like, well, let, can you write a book that we can read? So I was like, sure, you know, what do you want me to write about? Of course, they said werewolves. Like, you know, everybody loves that, that genre still. And so I wrote The Blood Inside Me and every character in that book is a student from the class that year. And I self-published it very quickly. So this is really a good... That book is a really good example of. I made my own cover, I edited my own book, and you can tell. <laughs> and this is what kind of stalls the book from being successful. And, but I did all that very quickly because I wanted to give it to them as a graduation present. So, oh, yeah. I, you know did it very fast for them because after at the end of the school year they were like oh we had talked about the book and brainstormed and like it became this really cool like writing lesson that we would always that we would do the book and we'd put pieces of it together and then they were like okay well now you're going to make the book right and I was like, yeah, sure, maybe. And then the, another year goes by and they're like, no, like really, you're going to make this book, right? Like we want this book. And I was like, I can't be the teacher that fails these students and like doesn't write this book for them. So I wrote the book and I self-published it very quickly. And so that's where that AY Fantasy Arms com- comes from. But I really enjoyed it. And I've already got the series started. I've got the next one started on that. And so oh, yeah. I go back to it when I'm really kind of deadlocked on my other books, my um, psychological thriller books, then I go to the YA fantasy. So, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm really out of the YA fantasy is really like in my head right now. I'm writing that. And then I get stalled. I'm like, okay, let me go back to my other book here. And then I get stalled. So it's like kind of back and forth. But A Lost Woman is actually being, since that publisher shut down, I got my rights back. So now that book is relaunching on Mother's Day, because I just think it's really ironic because it's like this, this this story about this horrible relationship between mother and daughter.
0: So I was like, why not release that on Mother's Day? That
1: sounds perfect.
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so, something for everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Anne, please share. How can folks connect with you if they're just like, yes, I need the books. I need to know more. How do they connect with you? So I have
1: a website, com, and that's Anne, just A-N-E, no E. And I also have Instagram, which is Author. I have Twitter, which is and dash brooks 32 and so i try i'm also on, I'm on the linkedin i'm on the facebook i'm everywhere <laughs> just in <and> brooks everywhere <laughs> but um i try to stay my mission this year is to be more active on social media so i've been um kind of tailoring again with the marketing so you know that social media so i've been trying to put out things consistently, not only just about my writing, but also personal and just mm-hmm. trying to connect with as many people as possible. I also started a Facebook group and it's a baby. So like there's barely anybody part of it, but we're, we're growing it, but it's uh, book reviews for authors. So book reviews are oh, so lovely. incredibly essential to authors and mm-hmm. there, and even some of my closest family members, like my brother has still not, written a review on Facebook. And I'm like, come on, man, if I can't (laughs) even get my family to review my book, like I need these reviews because an author needs about a solid hundred reviews to be even noticed online. Right. And to have your book even pop up when people type it into the search engine. So the Facebook group is all about Authors connecting with authors are just people who are book reviewers and avid readers to be part of this Facebook group. So you can post your book on there and say, okay, this is my book. This is when it's releasing. And you can depend on this group for solid reviews. They will all go on there. They will read your book and you can give your book away to the people in the group. Or you can like a lot of times, especially at a launch, which is really helpful, are those advanced reader copies or launching your book and then having that ebook for 99 cents. And so people can get your book cheap, they can get it quickly and they can read it and then they can give you a review because that's, what's really important out the gate. So that's the group, it's book review group <laughs> Bye, but it's under my um, actual name, which is Anne McDonald. So, or Anne Francis McDonald. And, um, but so I'm, I'm really trying to grow that group. So you just have something really dependable people to go and review mm-hmm. your book because that is something that you don't realize how hard it is. You think it'd be easy, right? But no.
0: <laughs> just... Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you so much for all the information that you have, have given us. And you know, you've been so open to teaching us uh, in a way that was like easy to understand. So thank you for that. Um, any words of advice or last words or anything for folks that are just like, you um, I don't know, they just feel lost in this process of, of, you know, (laughs) they're at the end of of creating their book and they're like, where do I go? Yes. So
1: I was so green with my first book. I literally Googled, how do you publish a book, you know, and it was just like, I have no idea. Right. And I've come so far in four years with my knowledge and especially working in the publishing realm now too, just so much knowledge with that. I would say, sit down and really think about what is your goal? Is What's the one thing that is going to mean the most to you? Is it the quality of the book? Mm-hmm. Is it how quickly you can get the book out? Is it, um, you know, and why are you putting this book out there? Are you just putting it out there because you wrote a book and like, that's how I was. I wrote a book. I put all this time and energy to it. Let's see if, you know, other people want to read this book. Let's see if I can, you know, maybe help some other people through what they're going through with my book. Because my books has got, you know, all my books have kind of like a underlying mission and like, you know, helpful tone to it. And So kind of really picking like what's your most important thing and then say, okay, if my most important thing is a high quality book, then I'm definitely not self-publishing. Like I need professionals. I need to get the help. So then how am I getting that help? Do I want to go the traditional route and kind of like just let somebody take my book and make it great? Or do I want to still keep a little bit of that control and go with hybrid? Or if you're like, I want to just put this book out as quickly as possible and see what happens go self-publishing. You know, that is, it can be very, it can be as slow or as fast as you want it to be. So that's, I would just kind of sit back and say, you know, what really is the most important to you about putting this book out and then tailor. Okay. So if keeping the control over your book and like being able to have a say in the cover and the editing, you're looking at self-publishing or hybrid because traditional is probably not going to give you that much space. But if you, really want to go and get that agent, then you've got to start querying. And that that's a really long process. And it's a really defeating process because <laughs> they all say no. And <laughs> You're just like, oh, thanks. And a lot of agents will not take the time to tell you why they said no. And I was, you know, I think a lot of people complain about that because they, but they don't realize like now that I'm in acquisitions, I sometimes I want to tell the author like, Hey, it's not going to work out with us, but this is the reason, like, right. you know, But I'm not really allowed to do that because that in turn might not be taken well. Like I'm trying to be helpful, but that person could take it the wrong way. And now they've got a really salty impression of us. Or they're out there saying like, oh, well, they were super rude to me when they responded with their no. It's like I wasn't being rude. I was just trying to be helpful. And now it's come across wrong. And now somebody has the wrong impression, which I always hate, especially with the business. I don't want anybody to have like the wrong impression of right. Indigo because they're just such a great company or the wrong impression of me. And so that's just one of those things where it's like, now I understand a little bit why they don't give you that that feedback sometimes is because people just don't take it the right way.
0: Also, thank you for that context, right? Because like everyone here, you know, it's like, no, I sent out a hundred letters, only mm-hmm. heard back from five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, makes sense. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's the thing too, when something is free, (laughs) like sending out a query, you just, it doesn't cost anything to send it to an agent. You got to think they get thousands and thousands of queries. And so, especially now, like sitting in that space as well, when I'm looking at a book and I mean, within the first couple of pages, sometimes the first couple of sentences, I'm like, this is a yes or a no, like I've already decided. And to know how quickly they can, they say, yes, I'm into this or no, I'm not into this. It's just, it's mind blowing sometimes, you know, and then there's other times where you're like, mm, this is a maybe, let me like dig in a little bit deeper, you know? So it's kind of one of those things where now that I'm on that side of like, oh, I see now sometimes it's real quick where you're like, nope, this is not going to work out.
0: <laughs> Thank you for like taking us on this behind the scenes tour um, and to to, <laughs> to the sides of publishing. Um, before we end, I have one last question, and that is, um, I ask folks to help leave us with a a word or a phrase of inspiration, something that we can use in a writing prompt or however people are creative and express themselves. So if I had to ask you to leave us with a word or a phrase that we can use in a prompt, what would you leave us with?
1: Inspiration? Is that a good word? Ooh, okay. (laughs) Inspiration. Okay, why that word? I just think that's, to write, you have to be inspired and you have to be dedicated. I think some people write a book because they think it's easy or they think it's not. not. (laughs) No, it is so hard to write that book. And then sometimes, like I wrote A Lost Woman in a Week. So it was like, I sat down eight to eight every day. I did nothing else. I barely ate. And I just, I bullet wrote that book, right? I had it in my mind and I had been trying to write it for over a year and I just could never get past 50 pages. So I was like, I'm sitting down and writing this book. It's happening. So that was the easy part though, you know, and there's, and you've just got to have such thick skin. So you've got to be inspired and you've got to have, you've just got to have that drive and that grit because it it is not an easy road.
0: I love that. Thick
1: skin too. That might've been a better word.
0: (laughs) We'll stick with inspired. I I like that. one.
1: Get inspired, get passionate about it because people are going to tell, you know, a lot. So you have to really believe in it.
0: (laughs) I love that. And so listen, y'all, you know how it goes. Stay tuned to the end of this episode to see what I do with Anne's prompt inspiration. And thank you so much. It has been wonderful. Have a lovely rest of your day. Yes, you too. It was awesome. Thank you. Inspiration. The thing that strikes in the middle of the night that stirs from the subtlest of smells or the oddest of sights, that claws at you on the busiest of days. It must be a woman or the most sinister of felines, as it never comes when called, only when it wants. It's the thing that burns in the crevices of your soul, refusing to be told that it is foolish, worthless, or without life. It is the thing that makes life taste sweeter than the finest nectar, more painful than an itch you cannot scratch. I wouldn't want to live without it, yet some days it is hard to live with it. It can be a pleasant distraction for the bane of one's existence, tearing your thoughts from the mundanest of assignments. Don't let it die. Protect it like an ember vying for life in a downpour. Let it grow. Let it thrive. Inspiration.